I think today we can maybe go down a different road because last week we we played something and it kind of caught some people's attention. And I think we might want to just use today as an opportunity to dive deeper. Do you remember that video we played last week where we were looking at uh, the hidden identity of Black people and what 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 is the major secret that's been hidden? What did you think about that uh, that video? I think it's important because even the joke that he told in the very beginning when he was like, and then we kind of looked happily ever after. We got our freedom. We were able to vote. Uh, there are some people who still live in that bubble. So I thought that was very interesting. But then he's like, no, that's not the case. We were actually emperors, empresses, and completely dived, he dissected that to the folks. He dived so deep into it, and I really appreciate it. Which is why I think it's important for us to continue to talk about it today. Um, because there were things I didn't even know that were in there. So what did you think? Because I know you watch it at least once a month, right? Is that what you said? Yeah, it's one of my favorite. Yeah, it's one of my favorite documentaries. It, uh, and, and if if you wanted to find it without, you know, using the link that uh, may be accompanying this video or this uh, audio, you can just go to uh, YouTube and type in "Black Hidden Identity," and it usually pops up within the first four, four, uh, four, four or five videos. Uh, it will pop up right there for you to have. Uh, but most people are not typing in black human identity. Right. You know, it, it's, it's, it's crazy that if you want to find something that's hidden, all you have to do is type it in. It's crazy, but uh, yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite videos. I think because it's not one of those documentaries that has like credits on it and done by this person and by this company, I venture to say that we actually have the artistic duty and the artistic right to kind of dissect it alongside the documentary and talk about it. Now, if this had, you know, Ava DuVernay's name on it and Oprah's name on it and all these, you know, big names on it, I would say, okay, we probably wouldn't have the copyright, um, you know, allowability to do this. But I feel very comfortable that this video was made for us to do exactly what I think we should do today, which is take the video step by step and have a conversation uh, amongst family about what is it that we are witnessing and uh, kind of see where it takes us. What do we disagree with? What do we agree with? What, uh, what parts of these video of this documentary uh, stands out to us? and allowing this to be a transformational moment for those who just have not sat down and listened to it, this would be your opportunity uh, to do it on this program. How do you feel about that? Definitely, and I think it also allows an opportunity to understand how to have that dialogue in certain areas, well, certain households, because I know some households don't speak about it at all, and then some households that speak about it all the time. So. You know, it's, it's going to allow you to continue the conversation outside of just what's happening right now, which is Black Lives Matter and sharing all these videos. So it's definitely going to empower you in a way that's going to allow you to find the information that you are personally looking for, which I think is important. And then finding ways to implement it into your life and into your conversations on a day-to-day basis. So, so, 
So let's do it. And so here's what I'll ask. I got my uh, share screen on so we can look at this together uh, and also the audio on so we can listen to this together. So if anything comes up uh, that stands out to you, uh, throw up a hand, just in case I can't hear you. Say something and throw up a hand, but stop there and let's talk about what it is that you're noticing and let's kind of dive in. I'll do the same as well. Uh, it's a little bit easier for me because I can also press, you know, pause when I, when I have something to say. But I also want to make sure that uh, we're giving you the opportunity to to stop the, the video as well. Okay. This video is how long? Fifty-seven minutes and forty-nine seconds. So, are we let's dive in as much as we can? As the are we just gonna stop whenever we really want to dive into something? Is that what's happening? Yeah. Let's let's dive in as much as we can. And the beautiful part about this this uh, platform is if we need to have a part two next week, we will. All right, so I am pressing play. And yes, this is going to be very similar to what you heard last week, the first four minutes of this, because uh, we did play the intro of this last week. Uh, but we're gonna play it again, just in case you missed it. And then everything after the first four or five minutes will be all new. Black history. According to the public school system, Negroes were brought to America in 1619, forced to work as slaves on plantations until one day this great white man named Abraham Lincoln came along and felt bad for the slaves and signed the Emancipation Proclamation in 1863, which freed the slaves. But there were still some bad whiteys in the southern states that passed Jim Crow laws for segregation. Afterwards, there came more whites that felt bad and then gave blacks civil rights in the 1960s, then allowed a black man to have the presidential office named Barack Obama. Now blacks are finally equal to whites. We can all get along the end. Now, moving right along to our English lecture for the day. Uh, I don't think so. Black history. What do you know about black history? Let me ask you a question. Prior to the transatlantic slave trade in the 1600s, what was your nationality? What did you call yourself? Some may say African. Well, Africa is a continent, and in that continent, there's over 47 different countries in there. Which one do you come from? What language did you speak prior to the 1600s? Was it English? There's over 1,500 dialects being spoken in the land of Africa. Pick one. What clothing did you wear? Was it high heels and stilettos? Skinny jeans and vans? What food did you eat? Hamburgers and hot dogs? French fries and SpaghettiOs? What religion did you partake in? Who was your God? Was it Christianity and Cesare Bolgier? Most of you have no idea about the answer to these questions. You have no recollection of any history prior to the transatlantic slave trade. Now, is that a coincidence or by random chance? I don't think so. Have you ever asked yourself, why is it 
that in the public school system, that every time the subject of black history is taught, it always begins in the 1600s and with slavery. Why is that? Doesn't that raise some antennas and spark inquiry? Why is it that the public school system is so committed to revolving black history solely on the past 400 years? Why is that? Uh, is it because there's a deficiency in historical data? Or maybe because there's no history at all prior to the 1600s? Maybe black people just poofed out of thin air, sporadically landed on slave ships, and they said, hey, we got a new species here, and start importing and exporting them all over the world. Maybe that's what happened. The question arises, what is the drawback on this history? Why does it keep being withheld? What's the big idea about it? Why is it being held hostage? That's the question. Why can't it be expounded on? A hundred years prior to the 1600s? 300 years, 500 years, a thousand years? Why is that information not being revealed? What's the big secret? What's the mysticism about it? What you're gonna come to realize is that your identity is the biggest kept secret on the planet Earth. All right, we gotta stop here because he's about to get into his bag, of course. Recently, these, these past few days, there's been a big uproar where uh, Deshaun Jackson, football player for, I don't know where he plays at now. I think it was the Eagles, but he may be on a different team now. He put something out uh, that stated, uh, it was a quote from Hitler. And I think it's important to actually read the quote. They say that the quote is fake. But I want to read the actual quote because um, I think there may be some truth in it. Not, I'm not uh, uh, endorsing uh, Hitler in any way, but I think it's important to read the quote. So uh, New York Post said that Deshaun Jackson's uh, anti-Semitic quotes uh, are attributed to Adolf Hitler. And it says here, Hitler said, because the white Jews know that the Negroes are the real children of Israel and to keep America's secret, the Jews will blackmail America. The, it says the, but I think they meant they will. Uh, they will extort America. Their plan for world domination won't work if the Negroes know who they were. I'll read that part again. They will extort America. Their plan for world domination won't work if the Negroes know who they were. The white citizens of America will be terrified to know that all this time they've been mistreating and discriminating and lynching the children of Israel. I'll continue uh, reading this passage where it says, they will fear God. They will fear God will destroy them as, uh, as he destroyed Egypt for doing the same thing. So the elite, the Illuminati keeps this a secret at all costs. After I die, I will one day cause World War III just by this message, which will be like planting a seed in a people's mind until it sprouts 
once they nurture that seed and seek more truth and learn Hitler was right. Mm-hmm. Now, I am not endorsing Hitler. I'm not siding with Hitler. I am not with Hitler. I do not hate anyone. I'm not after anyone. All I am after is truth. Mm-hmm. I read that to say, I've watched this video at least 50 something times. Mm-hmm. And what we are about to dive into doesn't necessarily talk about Hitler, but it does talk about uh, the Negroes, uh, the Negroes, if the Negroes knew who they were, it would stop the uh, plans of all these people out here who are seeking world domination once the Negroes come into knowing who they are. As soon as Deshaun Jackson put this up, it was an attack. Like, how dare you put this out? And and they used Hitler as the reason. I don't think it was Hitler that they were upset about. Right. It was if the Negroes knew who they were, mm-hmm. it would change everything. Right. And I believe that's what we're about to present to you. If you haven't watched this documentary, if you haven't listened to this documentary, if you decide to listen to this episode and maybe part two next week, you will then know who you are. Mm -hmm. And that's what they fear the most. Any thoughts before we continue? Let's do it. Okay. Oh, you thought that NASA and the space station and the secret missions being conducted by them, oh, you thought that was the biggest kept secret on Earth. No, this is bigger than that. You thought that the government and the CIA and the FBI hiding information about UFOs and Planet X and Nubaru and aliens, you thought that was the biggest information and biggest kept secret. No, this is bigger than that. The elite Confederate has spent billions of dollars and constructed an innumerable amount of psychological stratagem to ensure that you never received and acquired this information that's about to be put out. You're about to receive pertinent information from some of the most reputable biblical scholars, historians, and archaeologists. And they all know something that you don't know. And that's your identity. When I first watched this video, it's what what stands out to me is everybody else knows but us. Everybody else knows. That's why they get in such an outrage whenever we start finding out. They all know that we are we are they all know that we hold the power and they're just they're all in their corners hoping we never know and come into our true understanding of ourselves. As long as we stay scared, as long as we stay right before the line of, oh, we're, we're about to do something about this. This is, this needs to come from inside of us. Mm-hmm. Don't cross that line of, the only way for this to change is if we pass that, that line inside of us. There's something deep inside of us that we're not tapping into. As soon as they see that we're tapping into that, how about this? Let's cross the line and let's tap in. 
Ham, the youngest son of Noah, born probably about 96 years before the flood, and one of eight persons to live through the flood. He became the progenitor of the dark races, not the Negroes, but the Egyptians, Ethiopians, Libyans, and Canaanites. Wait, the churches and the pastors, which are set up by the government, all teach in unison a doctrine that all black people come from the seed of Ham. But once you open up scholastic sources, you'll find out that the biblical scholars say something totally different from what's taught in Orthodox Christianity. What do they mean by Ham is the father of the dark races, but not the Negroes? The Negroes themselves are a dark race of people. So how can you say that Ham is the father of all these dark races and exclude the Negroes? What are the biblical scholars trying to convey? What the biblical scholars are saying is that you're not African. There's only four families according to the Bible that make up the native population of Africa or the land of Ham. And the biblical scholars know that you don't descend from any one of those four families. In order to write that in a scholastic and academic book, the biblical scholars have done extensive and thorough research on both the so-called Negroes and the Africans, the native Africans. And they came to the conclusion after the extensive research that the Negroes don't have anything to do with the native Africans at all. The two totally separate people. In the 1840s, Morton collaborated with George R. Glyden, an Egyptologist who provided him with mummy heads and information about the racial significance of Egyptian tomb inscriptions. In Crania Egyptiaca, published in 1844, Morton pointed out that both cranial and archaeological evidence showed that the Egyptians were not Negroes. In 1840, Dr. Morton was trying to find out the racial origin of the so-called Negroes that were in America in slavery. So he got together with the Egyptologists, which supplied him with the mummy heads, and what he did was conduct an extensive research on the cranial remains of the, uh, the heads in Egypt uh, in contrast to the cranial remains of the heads in America. And what he found out is that the Negroes that were in slavery were not Africans. He found out that the skulls were two totally different types of skulls. The Negro's head was longer than the Egyptian head. The physical characteristics from the outside look similar with the thick lips and the broad nose. But once you start delving into the, the real characteristics, he found out that there were two totally different people. As abolitionists and colonizationists had maintained, and that in fact, blacks had been relegated to the same servile position in ancient Egypt as in modern America. But what Dr. Morton did discover is that the Negroes that were serving slavery in America served the same position and servitude in ancient Egypt when they matched other skulls and other cranial remains in Egypt. They said these are exact matches. So what are the scholars saying? What you're going to find out is that they're saying that you are the biblical Israelites. 
Yes, you're the same exact people that served slavery in the land of Egypt. You're the same exact people that God sent Moses to go redeem under the hand of Pharaoh. You're the same exact people. And when you read the Bible, you'll find out that slavery is a central theme in the Bible. It's a reoccurring theme with the Israelites. The Israelites cannot run away and get away from serving slavery. It continues to happen over and over, all the way up until today. You came out of Egypt as slaves, came down into the land of Israel. No sooner as you got there, then you had the Assyrians come, capture the land of Israel, and take you and make you slaves. In the ninth year of Hosea, the king of Assyria took Samaria and carried Israel away into Assyria. You came out of the land of Assyria, went back to the land of Israel, then the Babylonians came, which are the modern day Ethiopians, the Cushites, came to the land of Israel and made you slaves. Okay. So I think it's important for us to pull up a map real quick. Say that again. I think it's important for us to put, pull up a map real quick and put a pin in this, right? If we look at a map and try to see exactly what he's trying to tell us. Sure. So if we pull up a map and he's basically talking about Israel, what does all of this mean, right? What does this look like on a map? Sure. I always love to pull up a, a map of Africa mm -hmm. because to me it then tells the truth. Mm -hmm. of modern day Africa because uh, let's see if we can pull it up here because the part that we're actually talking about they are telling us is not Africa right? as of today let's see if we can pull this up so even when he says or he's saying the equivalent of slavery in America was uh, were slaves in Egypt, right? Okay, so boom, you have the map, perfect. And if you want to see the map, how can they see the map if they're if they're just listening? They want to see. Uh, we will we'll put it in the show notes. It's on theworldmap.com. Um, we'll put the link in the show notes for them. And so what we're looking at is a map of Africa what they call Africa today. But if you notice at the very uh, northern, uh, eastern, east, uh, northeast side of Africa, right, where Egypt connects to what they call Middle East, um, there is a body of land that connects to Africa, which if I were just looking at it and didn't have the colors changed up here where the Red Sea is, I would think, well, that must be part of Africa too. But they're saying, no, this is not part of Africa. It's a whole nother area. And if we look closer, right above Egypt, you'll find uh, Israel. Mm -hmm. And so what he's saying is, we are the biblical Israelites, is what he's saying. He hasn't proven it yet. He's, he's, he's making his proclamation. And then the rest of the video, he's going to show us why that is the case. He's saying that we come from this land, this promised land. And we were then brought down into Egypt and made into slaves underneath uh, the Egyptian rule of the Pharaoh. That's what we've learned so far 
in his analysis. Perfect. That's perfect. So all Israel were reckoned by genealogies. And behold, they were written in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah, who were carried away to Babylon for their transgression. You came out of the Babylonian captivity, went back to the land of Israel. Then the Persians came on down there, took the Israelites and made you slaves. For we were bondmen, yet our God hath not forsaken us in our bondage but hath extended mercy unto us in the sight of the kings of Persia. You came back from the Persian Medo captivity, went back to the land of Israel, rebuilt the temple up. Then the Greeks came on down there, took you and made you slaves. All right, so there's a lot of moving parts here, but above, right above Africa is Greece. And so when he says the Greeks, so what happened is uh, you start off in Israel, you went down into Egypt, you got out, let my people go, Pharaoh. And it sounds like what he's saying is you went back up into Israel, you built your temples up and these other uh, areas around you, which is modern day Syria, modern day Iraq, uh, some of those came down to make you enslaved. You escaped out of that and the Greeks came over and they made you slaves. And so it's, it's a it's a it's a merry-go-round of different nationalities who are all trying to enslave this group these group of people. To entreat them that they would take the yoke from them, for they saw that the kingdom of the Grecians did oppress Israel with servitude. After you came from the Greek captivity, you went back into the land of Israel, rebuilt the temple because the Greeks were uh, sacrificing swine and pig on the altars. No soon as you came back to the land of Israel, then the Romans came and had you during the time of Christ as slaves. When he says during the time of Christ, because true freedom is supposedly happening with Jesus Christ on earth to save his people, the original people. And so uh, I don't think we have Rome up here, but basically everybody around this Mediterranean Sea is all getting a shot (laughs) uh, at uh, trying to control this land, which is Israel. Notice no one is trying to control Nigeria or the Western side of Africa. No one's even thinking about that. It's all within this one circle where is modern day Libya, modern day Egypt, modern day Syria, modern day Turkey, modern day Greece, modern day Italy. All of this Mediterranean Sea world is where this game has been played for centuries, where they're fighting for control uh for our what he's saying is our uh god-given right and now he's about to dive in to figure out well if all that is true how did you end up in uh new jersey or north carolina or florida or how did you end up in the americas right 